Hey guys and welcome to another episode of Off the Field podcast with me Ishan Jain and as usual we are joined with Roshan Kapoor. How are you bro? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm perfect bro. And today we will be discussing and we will be ranking our top 5 managers. And just to let you know that the basis on which we have ranked our managers for me personally it is I I started watching football around 7 years or so ago so I will be keeping in mind only the managers that I have first hand experience with and I have kind of grown with and watched their football and their teams so managers just just to clear this in the beginning only the managers like sir alex ferguson and all that they have had an immense career and for, and obviously they are like one of the mm-hmm. greatest managers mm-hmm. of all time but i won't include managers like them in my list because i don't have any first hand viewing experience like i must have seen only like one season of their football and stuff so yeah and the managers i have picked they are not only stats based or anything they are somewhat stats based and somewhat my personal connection with them and with the teams they've managed and basically the years that i have seen them play with their teams so it's kind of a mixture of both what about you bro uh for me uh, the two major things or the most major thing that i um, have uh, given emphasis while ranking my managers were the uh, the way they man manage uh, their teammates their players because managing them see coaching is one aspect of football and managing their players is one aspect of football and one manager can be good at one thing good at both of the things like sir alex as we Uh, as ashan told so i feel 50% of both should be the you know the uh, com- composition of a perfect manager and the way i am basically ranking them uh, can be a bit controversial according to people because uh, i i am not a very uh, a very you know fascinated kind of a person with stats and trophies and all so i feel mine will be a bit uh, controversial rankings so okay so that's that that's going to make an interesting ranking because we have kind of contrasting thoughts on this at some levels so let's start let's begin uh, from the back five your fifth manager what who have you got on your fifth manager Okay, so my fifth manager will definitely piss off uh, a lot of people, especially you. I feel Ishan, because at fifth I have Pep Guardiola. Ooh, that's okay. That's something. And and I, I have my reason. See, uh, he is, if I'm not wrong, the most decorated manager, and full credit to him. But I feel he. the success he had although yes he had to to know pick his team and what not but he has only managed three teams i mean saying only but he has managed three teams and uh, all of those teams were the best team he took over in the country first he took over barcelona which was the best team 
of all time i'll say and he won i mean ucl and la liga and copa del rey and what not everything he won there uh, if i'm not wrong he won 12 trophies in 4 years or something like that yeah so and, i mean yeah i'll let you finish with that yeah and uh, then he went to bayern bayern which you also know is a pretty you know one sided league and then he he came to man city where he now is you know feeling the uh, effect of making up his own team whereas everywhere else he had the money he had the resources to just you know buy this and that and just you know deliver success which i feel is a very easy thing to do as compared to uh, teams which have limited resources and not so much of a, let's say um, um you know uh, like uh, how how do i frame it um uh, a cloud maybe yeah i get if it that's right yeah so i mean hats off to his to his success but i feel he is he is a good coach he is he is not a good manager as you can see with city as long as arteta was there his his team were playing fantastic and they had no problems as soon as arteta left there is some kind of a hole in his team that seems to be very weird now and it as it now feels as if arteta was that you know uh, that man manager in that team whereas pep uh, guardiola was the you know the master the mastermind tactician so you know you have put pep guardiola as fifth and mm-hmm. i i like because it is the only correct way we can go with this if we have a similar same manager in our list i have put mm-hmm. pep guardiola much higher and i'm just going to say it i, I do I get that put, i do get that i do get that because pep guardiola has been uh, barca's most uh, i mean if i'm not wrong most uh, decorated manager yes yes and it's not just that i okay i have put pep guardiola in second i and i have my reasons okay. for that because firstly people just, they, they say this so easily that he has taken over the best teams and the best players and he has done like but there have been so many managers who have taken over the best teams and the best clubs and have done nothing so to take over a, a team with star studded names and to still be the main guy and the guy that everyone fears and they want to del- deliver for year in year out is a very big thing the barcelona he took over agreed they were a star studded team and everything but pep guardiola is the man to create what messi is and has been for so many years the year messi showed the world that who he is 2012 came under pep guardiola's guidance barca won their sole treble with pep guardiola in his first year i mean i can go on about things that he has done not only in terms of trophies but in terms of other things to maybe as you said coach players and everything yes for the past 2 years at manchester city it hasn't been working out as much because the like premier league is nothing like any other league in the world it is ever evolving and you have so many teams 
upcoming with money and everything that you cannot keep up with everything and Guardiola has kind of tried and he has kind of failed in the past two years but don't forget he has won two consecutive Premier League titles retained a Premier League title that's very very difficult I don't know if you're going to see Liverpool do it this time out but then again it's Liverpool and like they have the, the Bayern Munich team they had their dominance during Pep Guardiola's time like we had no one in contention of that Bundesliga title, no Leipzig, no Dortmund, no one was even near Bayern Munich. But now, now that Guardiola is not there or hasn't been there for like four or five years, we have seen other teams coming up and challenging Bayern Munich for that title until now that Hansi Flick has kind of reinvigorated that Bayern Munich style. So Guardiola had a major, major impact along with trophies. Yes, he hasn't he has never have to make a team from scratch or re, like reinvent a team and this is kind of the first time that he has to do it but not every manager has to do that i mean if you have a cv like Guardiola, you will get top managers top clubs only i mean why would you not take a top club and go to a small club when you are only getting top clubs because you're such a great manager so i just don't get but- that argument against him no, no, no. What uh, see you? You said that uh, Barcelona have won their sole treble. Didn't Barca win their win no, treble I mean, in 2015? I mean, until that time, until Guardiola came and okay, okay, yeah, okay, okay. with the same okay. no, no, group no, no. of players what, and everything. What, what my point is that see, I do get the point where you have to, you know, out of the star-studded players, you have to, um, you know get them going and whatnot. But tell me this, if you have a smaller club or, or, or let's just say the time he took the Bayern Munich job, if Bayern Munich did not uh, have that, that much of resources and that much of good players, would he have, uh, um, let's say, performed as much or in Manchester City if he would not have got so much the ridiculous amounts of money he had but I mean, and, and he still has not achieved what he was brought in to do. See, uh, um, retaining Premier League titles and breaking all the records, that is all fine. That is hats off to him. That is no doubt. But what he was bought, brought in to do, he has not done that. And he was basically, he, he was basically handed in a city team, which was the best city team of all time. And players which are in contention to be Premier League legends of all time. And you cannot disagree with that, I, I feel, because he had Vincent Company, Yaya Torre, and uh, Sergio Aguero. And you can see those players not being in that team right now, how they are performing right now. That is a biggest uh, indicator of he is not a good man-manager. Because you see, any player you put him, any player you put in front of him with a personality, say, say Ibrahimovic, uh, say Eto, say Yaya Toure, why is that these players don't like him? It is just because Guardiola cannot handle a player with strong mentality. Guardiola, I, I, I don't want to say that Guard, uh, Guardiola want yes man in his team, but he just wants players who would 
not question him just listen to him and follow him which is i feel which is fine but there are see it's just that uh, guardiola has its pros and very high pros but with those high pros comes those high cons also i mean okay so coming back to the thing that you said he was given a manchester city team which had legends in it i feel that's mm-hmm. some sort of a drawback also for him now because people like company yaya touri and aguero and fernandinho and all that they were towards the end of their career and guardiola extracted the 100% david silva and all as well the, he extracted their 100% efforts till the end of their career and managed to win two two continuous titles and now that they 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 decided to quit and their career is over obviously you will suffer like we have seen at in barcelona ever since iniesta and xavi left pk's kind of towards his end and the likes of neymar and suarez are gone clubs can struggle to replace players those with that stature and that kind of presence we have a modern example in bayern munich who have been very successful in doing that but not every club can be that successful in doing that so i mean it yes is, i mean i do i do get it they cannot be so successful in doing that but in manchester city they should not be so disastrous also in doing that to replace vincent company they have they have spent like what 400 million pounds yeah they have just spent, to replace one yeah. player well it wasn't just to replace one player they had pablo zabaleta they had gal clichy and all that they ultimately had to make a whole new back four and yeah i But i, I, I agree that, that i mean i, I mean i, I agree that he I has had get... a lot of money with him to support him and everything but i feel that he has been delivering yes not to the absolute 110% of his potential not that is basically not winning the UC. delivering yes he has been delivering everything no doubt but when uh, when the tide is against him he comes under pressure which he has not which he has never felt in his career right up till now I yeah, I, yeah i mean yes we can we like maybe 3 years down the line he might be uh, fifth in my list as well considering what he might be going from now till the next 3 years till the end of his contract because this is kind of the only struggle period he has had which somewhat shows that how good of a manager he is plus he has had the backing of the club and the managers sorry and the players and everything and this is kind of the first time that he has been struggling with the form and team issues and everything but yeah i mean let's just move on from this topic we uh, we have been on this topic for quite a while and yeah i i completely i completely get your points and what you're saying but then again i as i mentioned uh, in the start that for me some of the best football i had seen during the early phases of my football watching time which got me to support barcelona was because of guardiola and i can't discount that and moving on from that also like during the middle ages around like 2015 and 16 when bayern munich was so dominant i just can't surpass that fact and leading up to now that manchester city and liverpool are the clear cut dominating factors of england so like guardiola has a big hand in that 
so yeah for me he will be in second but moving on from that the the guy the manager who i have in my fifth position and it was a very very difficult task for me because i had like three managers in there and i would like to give a like two honorary mentions because i just have to mention their name but ultimately i have gone with massimiliano allegri on fifth and the sole reason for it is the sheer dominance juventus had or they still have but they had under him in syria and across europe as well at some points basically the whole italian league was juventus league for me throughout my football watching days and allegri obviously allegri was a big big part of it so i just had to put him yeah so and especially like he took over juventus in 2014 and in his first year he won the serie a and got juventus to the ucl finals and played against barcelona so i remember that and as i said that i have like those moments where you know personal attachments with teams and managers and everything so to see juventus coming all the way to ucl finals and i remember they knocked out barcelona their very next year uh, and everything so basically the dominance that juventus has had has made me put allegri in fifth and the two shout outs that i wanted to give were diego simeone and carlo ancelotti because diego simeone with the same reason that atletico they aren't anywhere near as powerful and as well known and as financially backed as real madrid and barcelona but literally every year they have pushed those teams to the limit they have reached two ucl finals and this season they are doing so good and diego simeone has been so much very loyal and basically atletico madrid is now what they are because of him only and yeah and similar with uh, um, carlo ancelotti he has basically my time with watching barcelona and then following real madrid also uh, ancelotti was a big part and i never understood why this sacked a manager after he won the ucl so yeah i just had to give those two managers a shout out because it was a close very close fight for the fifth position right coming to number 4 I have Antonio Conte. I guess so. See, see, because um, I have been watching football since 2010 now. It has been 10 years. Okay. Uh, the day I heard the news that Antonio Conte would come to Chelsea, after we had that disastrous season, which was a very, very, you know, very sad moment or a sad year. footballing wise uh i i didn't know much about antonio conte i had just heard that uh, or i had just uh, seen the euros if i'm not wrong he was the manager of italy he knocked out spain if i'm not wrong or germany yeah, yeah i remember But, him being the manager of italy and doing good yeah so that that was my first you know uh uh first impression of antonio conte as a tactical you know some sort of a, uh, a unique tactical 
mastermind type of a player. Then when he came to Chelsea for a few games, uh, so starting like four games, he he played like uh, he played the normal formation Chelsea always played, like four two three one. And uh, it it was going all fine. I did not have high hopes for Chelsea. All I wanted was, you know, finish top four or top six, whatever. Just have a European, you know, um, competition to compete in with for the next season. And uh, I remember that Arsenal game where we were uh, like what three nil down at half time, and after. After that game, the switch Antonio Conte had, and him turning by uh, turning to a formation of three four three, which I had never seen in my life any team play, except the Juventus one. But Juventus, if I'm not wrong, never played three at the back, even under Allegri. Um, but that switch to three four three was so unique for me, and the instant. Results it gave to Chelsea, and what, what a result I'll say! What a bloody brilliant result it gave to me. Uh, I'll say after Mourinho, Antonio Conte is the only manager that has really impressed me. To be really honest with you, and uh, I I do get the point that he has not been successful in you know the European competitions. During his time in Juventus and Chelsea and whatnot, but you see, just that, uh, and he is also not a good man manager, as you also know, with the Diego Costa saga and whatnot. But I do feel that uh, uh, that new gameplay he, you know, familiarized me with that played a really big factor in me ranking him. Above Guardiola because Guardiola plays a four-three-three, which literally every fucking manager plays. So that somewhat becomes a bit too, you know, boring. But with Antonio Conte, he was, he was, and he still is a very, you know, unique sort of a manager which I have never seen in my life. Yeah, and like he, he, was he the kind one. of introduced that flying wingers in the Premier League with. Victor Moses at times and the Naspilicueta also at times. He he introduced Marcos Alonso on the left wing and everything. Like yeah, he was a really good manager and that first season was something else from Chelsea. Like honestly, but if I'm honest, I the thing is that yes, he is a very good manager and yeah, I like him also, but. I just don't like him enough. Like it's just like that first season was really good, and at Chelsea only that season I was like, yeah, he's good in everything. But earlier than that, Juventus I never kind of saw him that much, and this year like Inter last season he did good, reached the U- uh, Europa finals and everything. But he's never really spoken to me in that way. That I'm going to be honest, and I have not even included him in my top five rankings. Because no, I, I think he's I, a. I did figure that out. I did figure that out. Yeah, because I, I like I know how you, how much you like Antonio Conte, but yeah, I was just that I don't have that connection with him that much. 
I but I completely like I was also really really happy with that Chelsea season after that disastrous season. So yeah, he really helped us get out in a really positive way and to again mark a new chapter in Premier League history with like in Chelsea's regard. So yeah. And the manager I have in my fourth position is indeed Luis Enrique. I mean <clears throat> not many people will put him in a top 5 list. I mean no one will put him in there because he hasn't had much experience managing. He has he has managed like a Roma team. He has yeah, that's like one of the big big things he has had. He managed a Celta team. Then he got his big move in 2014 to Barcelona and he he was there for 3 years till 2017. And that was kind of the main time when I watched Barcelona from like 2013 till now but like yeah so when he came in in 2014 i was like who the hell is this guy he's managing some low team celta in la liga like i don't even know him and everything but when he came the first thing that the guy did was change the greatest player's position i mean who would take the risk to put messi on the right wing from his false nine position and that was one of the best managerial decisions ever in my like experience because then he brought in luis suarez and neymar was already there and he basically wanted to incorporate luis suarez in that trio and we all know that it is one of the best trios of all time the msl and he went ahead and won a treble on his first year, in his first year with barcelona and that was like that 2014-15 season was the best year of football i've ever seen in my life so just with that for that personal element of watching like the best football ever i i had just had to put him in fourth he won two la liga titles he won one ucl and he won three league cups at barcelona in his three year period so that that is a big thing and basically just the way he played and how that that team was and has made me put him in fourth and i would still take luis enrique at barcelona any day of the week i i do get your point see the only reason i have not included luis enrique and uh, allegri in my rankings is just because i have not seen enough of them so i would be the wrong person you know defend and argue argument against them because i don't have much you know knowledge or uh, first hand experience to how they play and what they do but luis enrique i feel was the best thing that happened to barca after pep, pep guardiola according to me yeah that was, it was something like what manchester united should have done like for us pep 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 guardiola was somewhat like a sir alex ferguson obviously not not even close but i'm saying he was someone like that because we have never won a treble and he kind of made this new style of tiki taka barcelona with messi and xavi iniesta and everyone so when he left we were kind of like what where do we go from here now so mm-hmm. when we got luis enrique and what he did for this team and he kind of modernized that tiki taka and modernized that barcelona squad 
and yeah so that that is something that i really appreciated at that time sure no um so going to our number third manager for me um for me see first second and third the top three managers were very close and very very close and unfortunately those three managers you know uh, just got um, separated because of their success unfortunately uh, but the top 3 were like for me all of them were e- all of them are very equal but since we just had to you know rank them for me number 3 would be uh, jurgen klopp see i feel jurgen klopp can achieve much more and he will achieve much more he he still is sort of a young manager he he might not look young but for a manager being aged 53 i feel he will achieve a lot more he he is an amazing man manager he is a amazing coach sometimes he has his off day but who does not um the way he motivates his players the way he acts on the touch line and you know i am fan of all that as i love antonio conte too and uh, you see it it just comes down to two basic things one one major thing that is man management and jurgen klopp is amazing at it and only and because of only that man management aspect liverpool are still top of the league after like working their socks off for literally two years in every competition yeah that's that's true and but you know the thing is that yes i agree with you saying that he is still a young manager because he is and he can achieve much much more and I, yeah I, i completely agree with that but seeing that potential and seeing what he can do and can like how the heights that he can reach i mean i can't see any manager that is going to that is currently a better manager than him or is going to be or was there in the last 5 7 years so for me jurgen klopp is on the number one spot for me i know that we haven't seen much from him as much as we've seen from some other managers but i think for me it is like it is convincing enough to put him on the number one spot because mm-hmm. like dortmund was a completely different team completely different kind of dominance not dominance but like a threat they actually they were a threat to bayern munich and in that league so i mean they won the league they won two the league times. twice yeah they won the league two yeah. times under jurgen klopp and then obviously he comes to liverpool and we all know what he has done to that liverpool squad he they have he's kind of kind of lifted that team from the very very bottom from literally to the soils to the heights they are at now and and like i can't remember a manager that did it at that like this prolifically before jurgen klopp and i think it it is going to be very very tough for another manager to do that in the coming years and by that time klopp will be on another level so for me he is kind of the best manager right now and you know the effect that he had it was like they reached the ucl finals couldn't win 
won it next year they felt they kind of felt behind manchester city in the premier league by just one point they couldn't win runners up they absolutely dominated it and won the next year they might just retain that title this year as well so that resilience and that attitude of just keep on going and like i haven't seen a team being that dominant and kind of fighting with themselves as jurgen klopp's men have so as a complete package he is kind of the best for me right now because i have to kind of keep in mind how a manager is on and off the field with the players with the press with everyone with the fans and like he is just the best package like complete package so for me is on okay so just to so just to defend my uh, rankings um my uh, rankings are based on what they are right now what not what they can be in the future what they are right now and what they have achieved during the course of their you know managerial career and their longevity of uh, uh, managing teams because so on that basis i feel the number 1 and 2 uh, managers that i'll say will make more sense to you i feel now no i completely agree in the start only i mentioned that it is going to be kind of a contrasting list because we have we are judging the managers on like a bit of a different scale but then again it makes good content and it's kind of a very very interpretation to things so who and yeah. so you said pep guardiola uh, sorry sorry jurgen uh, klopp yeah, so, first So yeah so your... my third okay. manager yeah so my fifth was allegri fourth was enrique now on third mm-hmm. and like second was gordiola so i think you can yes. guess who will be in my third uh mr yeah. mr <laughs> manipulator so on third i have jose mourinho and the thing with jose mourinho is like i mean in terms of achievements and everything he he is probably on the number one spot because he has won a lot a lot with all kinds of teams with small teams different like countries same leagues and like everything in terms of that he has been very good like he he won a freaking ucl with porto man and like that says a lot and he won a ucl with inter he won two leagues with porto three premier leagues with chelsea Serie A two times, La Liga once with Real Madrid. Then he basically finished United second, and they can only dream of it right now. And they won a UEA Europa League as well, seven League Cups as well. So I can go on about his stats and his trophies and everything. But you know, it's just the like I have seen him managing my fierce rival Real Madrid, right? Real Madrid. I have seen him managing my like. a team that i really like chelsea and i've seen him in the league with manchester united and on tottenham and everything and we all know that this guy can be a bit of a dick at times and like i just don't like him at times and i like i really like him at times so it's really 50 50 for me and it's some like it's his attitude of the field that gets me sometimes and when the thing starts going wrong that's when you see the real mourinho and the real problems that he that he starts having with the fans with the club with the players and everything till the time it's all good and happy and jolly everything is really good 
and you will think like he's the best manager but as soon as you have like a period of bad results injuries and downfall and everything it the things just nose dives and things get worse and mourinho gets worse and so because of that the experience and the personal relation kind of thing i have put him below pep guardiola okay i do get your point because uh, all right at number 2 to be i mean for your uh, amazement i'll say at number 2 i have jose mourinho okay. and uh, just like i said to every manager there is a pro and a, and there are cons so i feel mourinho is a very he 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 is a good tactician no uh, people won't uh, agree with me uh, okay i'll just reframe it he can be a good tactician and he can he is a good man manager but the thing is he is only a good manager good man manager for a limited period of time and i mean you can see it Three years at Chelsea, three years at Real Madrid, and two years, if I'm not wrong, at United. Yes. And now he is in his second year at uh, Spurs, which will be an amazing year for Spurs, and things will go south in the next year or. It's not the year after like that. Like two complete years. Yeah. Yeah. So what? What my thing is, as you know, I judge managers on the types of team they have managed. You see. winning champions league with porto and uh, inter milan and winning a treble with inter milan that too yeah at that moment of time when ac milan was the team which was dominating italy yes yes so that that is something which is very difficult to do and uh, plus i do have a lot of uh, you know good memories with jose mourinho just because he is the most decorated manager of my beloved club so for that reason i feel jose mourinho for me should be at the second spot and i mean he is the second most decorated manager of all time so that says a lot and throughout his career he has a win percentage of 64% in, including all his teams so the, i mean that says a lot about him yeah i completely agree in terms of stats and his achievements he is right up there but yeah it's just some sort like a personal feel that i just didn't want to put him above pep guardiola and yeah i completely see why we put him in second so and i to be really honest with you i had him at at the number 1 spot but uh, the way he has been behaving in the last week or so i got pissed off and i pushed him at number 2 i am really interested you know now to see who you have at number 1 but yeah moving on to my number 2 we have already discussed this pep guardiola we don't need to discuss more about that and moving on to number 1 my number 1 i have said is jurgen klopp so my ranking is kind of done now the only manager remaining is your number 1 manager i'm really interested to see that and i just i'm just dreading that one name if you have put him up there i might have to end the podcast but yeah go on Okay, now I'm afraid. What what name are you talking? About? No, but go on. You say your first name then. Um, okay, I'm sure it's so, not then. It's not that guy then. Okay, yeah. And who is that guy? But you say what's your number one? Okay, just leave it. Just say who's your number one. 
Okay, just do tell me who is that guy after I say the name. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Uh, so for me, uh, right now the the best manager for me is I feel Carlo Ancelotti. Oh, number one. Yes, yes I feel number one. I I do have my. Uh, you That's know, really uh, high. For, I ca- like okay, but yeah, go on. Who who did you think I? Oh, uh, I said Zinedine Zidane. I Zinedine Zidane. Zidane. Fuck, fuck. Yeah, I I, I was okay. like yeah because some people might have him in his top in their top five or something. But yeah. You really think if I if I place Guardiola at number five, I'll exactly. Exactly. At number one. Hey. That's why because hey. I expected you to have him maybe on the number five spot or something. But yeah, no. He doesn't even get in the number top ten managers of mine. No, never. Yeah. Never. See. For my reason for putting Carlo Ancelotti at number one because, uh, like I said, tactician, amazing, hmm. amazing tactician, and I know it. I know it because, uh, if I'm not wrong, when I started watching football, he was the manager of uh, my club. Chelsea, Chelsea. He was the manager of Chelsea where he won the double, and I feel he was, you know, sagged unfairly sagged to be really honest, and then. Amazing man manager, amazing man manager, and you can see that the way he is uh, playing at uh, Everton. Then number three, the managing career he he has had, like he he has managed over eleven hundred games, a managing career spanning. In and around or more than thirty years, with a win percentage of fifty-eight percent, a total of nineteen trophies. I mean, I do, I get it. I'm just going down the you know stats part. But see, out of the over eleven hundred games he has managed, I'll I'll be exact. He's managed like. Uh, 1,141 games. I would just, uh, I would ask you to make, you know, a sort of. Uh, I would like to ask you how many games do you think he has lost out of those 1,114 games or 1,141? Sorry. I mean, I don't know, but like his win percentage might be in the 60s or something. I guess. His win percentage is like fifty-eight. Yeah, boy, sixty around. Yeah, but you know the thing. Just a guess. The, just yeah. just just take a guess. How many matches you think he has lost in his entire managerial career of thirty years? So you're saying around twelve hundred matches he has played. I'd yes. say eleven hundred. Okay, eleven hundred. Four hundred. Um, three fifty. Around three fifty. Two hundred and twelve. That's very impressive. That is impressive, and he is. See, Ancelotti is one of the very few managers that has won. See, won European Cup and Champions League both as a player, and he is a player. Uh, he is the only manager, if I'm not wrong, who has reached four European uh, finals. You know, I so I get a lot about the manager. I get where you're coming from and why you've put him there. I mean, I don't get it why you've put him there, but I get why you like 
you might put in there but mm-hmm. these points are then again like i just like to ask you since you started watching football and like properly watching mm-hmm. football you said you started watching him at chelsea since then mm-hmm. the guy like there he won one premier league and fa cup he moved to psg he moved to real madrid then bayern munich then napoli and then now everton so in that mm-hmm. career how many games like i mean did you actually watch him manage and like watch real madrid and bayern munich play and psg play because in terms of achievement and everything he played one good year at real madrid where he won the copa del rey and the champions league he didn't do that great in psg he didn't do that great in bayern munich then he went down like a smaller club route to napoli and to now everton his main peak was during the time at ac milan where he won the champions league two times and he won the like the serie a as well and league cups and everything then he got his no, big what? move to chelsea so i i feel that for me personally the time i have known him as a manager he hasn't been right up there as other managers have been that is why i i like that is why i wanted to still put him on the number 5 spot because he is a really great manager and debatably i like I, i would happily put him there above allegri but i can't see him going above other managers that i have so i am really struggling to believe how you've put him at number 1 spot but yeah, i get i get that i mean see just like i said for a manager to be that long managing there there is something and he has managed he has managed to prove it at every club you see um, you were talking about ac milan you were talking about chelsea he's won at ac milan he's won at chelsea yeah. he went to psg which i never liked the move but i mean you cannot uh, you know judge a manager for uh, going to any club he won at psg too it is not that he never yeah won he, won, he won the he league won but obviously i mean yeah i mean okay we do i mean both of us know how psg's league is okay yes. removing that part he went to real madrid he delivered success there i do get it things went south after some time but that happens with a lot of you know a uh, lot of managers then he went to bayern he if i'm not wrong he dominated that league too it was not so it like just, a, yeah exactly i mean it's just that I mean, it is just that he is he is a very underrated manager who people don't talk about yeah i, I get have, that i i get that i personally feel that he is a very you know he gives me that uh, that vibes of a old school italian manager which i like about him i i mean i if you feel i am being a bit biased about it because he was a chelsea manager and if i'm not wrong he um i saw one of the best chelsea football i have ever seen under carlo ancelotti to be really honest with you i i know you have not seen that yeah but i saw it i mean that was the only reason i fell in love with chelsea because of this man to be really honest with you jose mourinho might might be the most decorated manager but he is the most underrated manager of all time 
and for me he is one of the best managers right right now managing in the current game i mean yeah i kind of agree with that and it's a real shame that clubs like manchester united and arsenal have failed to kind of go for ancelotti when he was like literally there he was there that you can hire him at any point and instead like i, I mean i really feel that you've let go of a really good manager like teams like arsenal and united have but yeah i mean that's that's our top 5 rankings top 5 managers and that's pretty much it for today and we have been going on for some time now yeah so i mean let's just end it there only and it was a really interesting chat i mean it was probably one of the most contrasting top 5 rankings we have ever had of anything i guess but it was really fun you know it wasn't like a usual ranking of the same three or four managers and everything it was really good we've chucked in some really bold shouts and new names in there uh, yeah it was pretty interesting so i mean that's that's it for today you'd like to say something bro um nothing much just share the video share the podcast like follow any all of that jazz and what not and yeah that that would be it so thanks for watching guys and thanks for listening if you're listening on spotify and goodbye